0: Hey there, it's Cliff. Welcome back to the Unajua Learning Series, where we present crowdsourced minimum actionable responses to essential questions in 15 minutes or less. This is the second in a three-part series presented by Kate Byrne, dedicated to distilling a handful of global Web3 trends like crypto, NFTs, the metaverse, and even AI and observing how those trends might unfold uniquely within the African context. But before we get stuck in, if you still haven't read our latest op-ed entitled Africa's Biotech Industry Can Deliver Social and Economic Returns, you definitely should. In this article, Indian South African blogger, Biohack 2022, convener and program manager at Founders Factory Africa, Sona Mahindra explains why she is bullish on biotech startups, particularly in South Africa. It's an insightful read, and you can find a link to the article in the show notes wherever you're listening right now, or check it out at africantechroundup.com. And a big thank you to the Cello Community Fund for getting behind African Tech Roundup's upcoming season of blockchain-themed learning content. To make sure you don't miss a thing, Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at African Roundup or search for African Tech Roundup on Facebook and LinkedIn to find and follow our profiles there. And of course, if you'd like to learn more about CELO's mission to build a financial system that creates the conditions for prosperity for everyone, visit www.celo.org. Now, Kate Byrne is an international media maven, with many years of C-suite experience working in new media, in fintech, in tech community building, at blue chip brands such as Catapult X, Socap Global, Inc., Fast Company, and now PopVenture, where she's currently Chief Impact Officer. Here she is with thoughts on how the world is taking the crypto meltdown. Enjoy! Enjoy!
1: How's the world taking the meltdown in the crypto market and is it coupled with the current global economic slowdown does it pose an opportunity for the world to reimagine money via crypto I would say absolutely yes because let's think about this the primary purpose of cryptocurrency is to overcome the prevalent issues that traditional currencies give us by giving the control back over to the currency holder as opposed to some monetary authority as a bank. Cryptocurrency decentralizes money by not requiring the arbitrators like banks that oversee the transactions. So in this type of system, by focusing on cryptocurrency, the possibility of a financial crisis like a recession arising due to one failure point becomes hypothetically removed. Additionally, cryptocurrency has become one of the most profitable, and yes, that's true, volatile investments of the modern age in recent years. But the exciting thing is it's given an average person the chance to make millions with an adequately timed investment potential. So I want us to go back a little bit because it reminds me of, again, there's so many parallels with the internet and with the dot-com area. And if we go back to that time and think about, there were those that completely ignored the internet feeling that it was something that was mystical and mythical. In fact, at one point, Bill Gates was one of those people. But very quickly in 1997, he realized that the internet was here to stay and he jumped on the bandwagon. So those who were the savvy incumbents who went ahead and really embraced it, well, they became online giants. And sure, there were internet startups with unsustainable or flawed business models. And of course, they're not going to survive the long haul. That's just a true business fact. But those who had solid business strategies and execution became wildly successful. One of them, think about it. Google. So when the dust was settled of the dot-com era, the companies left standing were the ones that built and frankly rebuilt their business models around tangible business and customer need. And that was really where we need to start focusing in the cryptocurrency world. So the current state of blockchain and the other DLT platforms is not like that of the internet. It's clumpy right? It's got an inadequate user interface. That's all to be expected. But like the internet, they're helping businesses and organizations streamline business processes and operations, and thereby drive entirely new value through the creation of new digital business models. So their ability to build trust outside of organizational boundaries Without the use of traditional intermediaries like banks, profoundly changes the way value can be created and delivered. And like the internet, they're transforming how business is conducted across industries, ecosystems, and I'm going to say geographic boundaries. The key phenomenon here is the transformation of concepts like ownership, because data in a blockchain can't be tampered, destroyed, or forged giving individuals have the opportunity to own a specific set of data. This ownership is what has given the rise to the NFT. And as cryptocurrency continues to be legalized outside and around the world, we can expect to see more global investments and job creation within the field, even though, yes, despite there hasn't been a recent stumble. So let's take a look at the numbers. 1.7 billion people worldwide don't have a bank account. They're dramatically financially disadvantaged and often must resort to dangerous lending practices. Interestingly, a large number of this population does possess a cell phone. And because cryptocurrencies can be transacted through mobile applications, cryptocurrency can easily become a viable option for them. And this decentralization is an added advantage of cryptocurrency because it means that for citizens living in countries with currency instability, cryptocurrency allows them to trade freely across borders with citizens of more well-off countries, creating a new level of economic equality. Now, transaction costs for most cryptocurrency users are also minimal to none. Because cryptocurrencies on blockchain are decentralized and don't require investment into physical property, there are no extra costs that users are expected to account for. That means unlike something like a branch of a bank, there's no need to pay utility bills, rental property, or employee wages and little to no transaction cost also encourages trust in the system of cryptocurrency and in turn sees more use in financial tools, transactions, and a much closer global economy. Now blockchain technology and cryptocurrency transactions are automated, digitized, and tracked on a ledger that can never be manipulated by people, companies, or governments. Not only does this bring power and freedom to the people, but it also diminishes the risk of fraud and corruption. You can't exactly fool a system that cannot be changed. This utilitarian structure of cryptocurrency allows investment and transaction with a global economy, which can boost their own economy and quality of life for underprivileged individuals. So what are other countries doing? Well, at this point in time, it had been noted that about 36.5 million American crypto users at and there are 300 million global crypto users. And that was as the end of 2021. Now, the global blockchain market value is expected to reach 67.4 billion by 2026. And the top three reasons people are investing in crypto is to create a longer-term investment strategy. There's a huge distrust of the current financial system, and I would argue rightfully so, and short-term trading. There's always gonna be that piece, the short-term trading. Now, how has this growth been taking place? Well, think about it, between 2018 and 2020, the number of cryptocurrency users grew by 190% globally. And the industry's growth rate has continued to expand in the past year alone. So who are the countries really kind of driving this? Well, the number one country for cryptocurrency ownership in terms of population is the Ukraine. In terms of percentage, it's Russia. And then that's followed by Venezuela, Kenya, and then the United States. Now, the number one country with the most crypto owners total is India, which has got over hundred million seven hundred forty thousand three twenty crypto users. And again, that's at the end of 2021. Now, the number two country with the most crypto owners is the United States, but pales in comparison with 27 million. Other countries in crypto ownership include Nigeria, Vietnam, and the UK. Runner-up countries, that's not to say they aren't involved, include Canada, United Kingdom, Austria, and then Spain. Now, Vietnam really has scored the highest across all fronts. One of the reasons cryptocurrencies are proving popular in Vietnam and other developing countries is that they're used as an investment tool in lieu of other good options. Trying to preserve the value of one's savings when local currencies are faltering is another incentive to invest in crypto. And individuals in developing countries are also using crypto in peer-to-peer payments. So African countries like Nigeria and Kenya rank high. African countries have been on the forefront of adopting innovative peer-to-peer payment methods. For example, mobile payments in the process of leapfrogging options like bank transfers for those digital payment options tied to them. Deloitte's 2021 Global Blockchain Survey said that 80% of industries will see new revenue streams from blockchain, digital assets, and or cryptocurrency solutions. And global spending is soaring which are the industries making the lead banking in blockchain adoption, followed by telecommunications, media and entertainment, manufacturing, healthcare, life sciences, retail and consumer goods and government. Retail and consumer goods are projected to see the fastest growth in blockchain spending between now and 2024. Now I share this in hopes that it'll give you ideas of areas that you can either start your business or you can create a supporting business in the blockchain space. One of the areas I wanted to take a deeper dive on is, frankly, the economic impact of cryptocurrency for entrepreneurs. So with its decentralized format, cryptocurrency is a global economy in which all users exchange currency, regardless of their citizenship. Now, this is particularly profound for entrepreneurs, and I would also add small business, because they're no longer subject to a national audience, but one that is international, with whom funds can be exchanged without the hassle of exchange rates and international law. In fact, there are even cryptocurrency companies that assist business owners in Africa to make financial transactions with European, American, and Asian companies, completely with the intention of creating financial coverage and financial liberation through exchanges worldwide. Now, in an increasingly digitized world, The social need to communicate across borders is now manifesting itself in financial needs and traditional financial institutions, Well, they're not able to provide this as well as cryptocurrencies can. In time, entrepreneurs can assist in the opportunities to invest in, save, and send money across borders, in turn, reframing the global business practice. These are huge potential opportunities to reimagine finance. What is the economic impact of cryptocurrency on small business? So big businesses are taking over many different markets and their supporting small business is now more critical than ever before because small businesses are not only important but they allow customers to support good, genuine company and a great cause. And cryptocurrency benefits small business in many ways. The low transaction fees that come with cryptocurrency are one of the biggest reasons many establishments have opted to accept the digital currency. While traditional forms of currency, especially credit and debit cards, can cost businesses high processing fees, cryptocurrency makes all that go away. Secondly, cryptocurrency transactions can happen almost instantly which is really, really key because so often small businesses are running on tight, tight cash flow with razor thin margins. And when they're busy supporting the larger businesses, the larger businesses have a practice of 60, 90, in some cases, 120 day payouts. This can obliterate a small business, especially in times such as we've seen most recently with the COVID-19 pandemic. Another benefit is it opens a much broader audience to small business. And crypto also opens up new audiences, younger individuals who can then allow a small business to appeal to new revenue streams, coming up with new ideas. And especially due to the younger generation's tendency to really, really want to help those who are up and coming, these small businesses can leverage this. And again build new projects and products together with their audience. Nothing breeds better loyalty than building a product together with your customer. Blockchain is also reimagining finance specifically. It's up and coming tool for impact investing. In fact, there are some impact tokens now that are incentivizing activities that support the UN Sustainable Development Goals. These tokens are integrated with smart contracts and are provided as rewards for certain activities. So if you've got a business that supports one of the 17 sustainable development goals, take a look and see if you could create some of these tokens and build a whole new revenue stream. the applications of impact tokens are broad. Collaboration impact tokens are awarded to tourists, for instance, who are choosing less popular attractions to reduce overcrowding in other destinations. And they're also granted to governments for managing tourist flows. With all of this, you've got to know it's got to come. That's right. The horrible R word, regulation. So we're starting to see all sorts of new government regulations come into place. And the regulations are being implemented all over the world. But very sporadically and very chaotically. And this is an area where definitely there needs to be an improvement. You know, it's hard to predict exactly what's gonna happen in 2022 this year, but we know that by the end, every government is most likely gonna regulate cryptocurrency in one form or another because and maybe not completely, because if they were to do so, that would take away the whole purpose, frankly, of the cryptocurrencies in the first place. But they will definitely provide guidelines and measurement because eventually this is going to be some of the transparency that the users are going to be demanding as well. So sure, there have been recent events that underscore that the risks that cryptocurrencies entail, and those can't be ignored. But it's also clear that the status quo doesn't provide a satisfactory answer. I guess the real question is, who carries the burden of an expensive, outdated and slow payment system? And how is this going to impact users of the future? So one final piece of the puzzle is the creation of the open payment system, because it's going to drive competition lower transaction fees, and unbundle the services that are currently part of all digital transactions, including those related to reversibility and chargebacks. This is going to help businesses pay only for what they actually need. And thanks to new forms of interoperability between digital wallets and banks and legacy payments and card rails, small businesses and entrepreneurs are going to be able to do so without compromising which customers they can accept payments from. And moreover, transferring funds directly through a blockchain would benefit both domestic and cross-border payments and reduce the number of intermediators, hence increase the trust and the community built between small businesses, entrepreneurs, and their audiences. There are use cases that are gaining traction, and some of those are the notion of self-sovereign data and digital personal identity, which leverage blockchain and other DLT platforms for secure storage and management, and users can establish ownership over their personal data, create and control their own tamper-proof digital identities. Trusted data sharing among third parties. This means private and permissioned DLT platforms enable organizations to securely interact with and exchange data, ensuring that verified trusted third parties have only the specific levels of data access it needed. And that is determined by the user. Grant funding, which is helping nonprofits get faster funding more quickly so that they can stay afloat. And frankly, serve the causes to which they exist for, intercompany accounting across different departments, and supply chain transparency. So as you can see, by all means, there's a huge opportunity and it's only getting started. And I believe that the fact that there was such an embracement of this space, one that far surpassed the ESG's. One that far surpassed even the internet in many ways. It's here to last. And we know one thing for sure that so many of the systems that are in existence, financial included, need to be reimagined. And I personally believe cryptocurrency and blockchain, that's what's going to make us and take us to this next level. And it's going to become the people's financial realm.
0: On the next installment in this UnaJua series, Kate reflects on how the much-hyped Web3 trends like play-to-earn are shaping up. So make sure you don't miss it. But before we go, remember to click on the UnaJua link in the show notes wherever you're listening. Or on the microphone icon in the right-hand side of your screen if you're listening from the AfricanTechRoundup.com website. To leave us a 60-second voice note reacting to this episode. Or you can just tweet us using the hashtag UnaJuaSeries or leave a DM at African Roundup. Alrighty then, till next time, take it easy Africa.